Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into episode number 493 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. A little post-Christmas action here for the people. Merry Christmas, happy holidays to you and yours from everybody here at Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's KB coming at you from Underground Studios and joining me, not from the Pitts Cave, but it is the host with the most, the people's champ, the tiny Mike Titan himself, Mr. Patty Pitts. Patty Pitts, the champ of the peeps, all not only the Patriot ones, but the ones in the underground back. I got my tiny mic here. We're putting it to use. And yes, I'm uh, I'm in Selfie. You know, I'm uh, I would say my backyard in a way. So we're in Selfie right now. Hang with the boys. Uh, we got a friend home from California. You know, he lives out there. So trying to spend as much time with him as possible before he leaves. And it's also day after Christmas feeling good. You know, it's a good time to get out. We did some shopping. It's nice. Feeling good. Uh, if you guys missed it, Pat Pitts actually hijacked the NFL Twitter account yesterday, uh, which is pretty electric. Great for the brand. Awesome. Uh, you have to screenshot that tweet and like make it your Twitter banner. I should. The fact that it's very on brand for you. Used, just used it like that it was nice. You know, just like finally someone's listening to me. You know, finally <laughs> someone's listening to the champion. It's nice for once. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about this Eagles game against the Cowboys and the the win that should have been. Um, but don't don't worry. It's going to be all right. We'll talk about some of these new injuries that have popped up for the Birds. We're going to talk NBA on Christmas, this James Harden report that he has refuted. Uh, the Sixers get a big dub on Christmas over the New York Knicks. Bing bong. Uh, and, of course, we'll, we'll go around the NBA, Christmas, and everything because that's really when the NBA season actually starts. Yeah. Nobody cares about October and November. That's why they're trying to introduce that in-season tournament, and then that's when people get more involved, which I'm totally a fan of. Uh, but we'll talk NBA Christmas. We'll talk uh, the the Nickelodeon broadcast for NFL Christmas, which was totally amazing. And uh, we'll talk about Lowell Mets because what what else would there be? It's not there. Nothing beats Lowell Mets. It's just so fun to do. It's so (sighs) fun to laugh at them, and especially with the Red Sox just shit in the bed right now. It's so nice to have that team to just laugh at their misery as well because misery loves company. Uh, and we yeah. just love giving those Mets fans all the lulls. Meet the Mets. Meet the, the Mets. Mets. And then uh, Pitts and I are going to do a fun thing. We're going to do uh, a little tier talk, a little, little tier ranking list of uh, in honor of the Nickelodeon broadcast being back, uh, which I saw a funny tweet that somebody said, kids are going to look at Baker Mayfield like he's Joe Montana after he won the MVP. <laughs> No, they really are. Like, you're going to get that kid that is just trying to get into sports and they're, you know, at family dinner. And it's like, oh, so, like, oh, quarterbacks, who's your favorite? Like, Baker Mayfield. And they're like, why? He's terrible. It's like, he put up 51 points. And then, like, that's going to be, he's a Hall of Famer just because of that performance. Uh, we love it. So, we're going to tier rank uh, 
our favorite Nickelodeon characters because Pitts and I are very similar in Nickelodeon uh, exposure and you know watching. But I do have a couple years on him. I do have a little bit of that earlier '90s nostalgia. So we'll see how our tears go towards the end of the episode. But before we get started, make sure you guys follow us on the socials at Underground PHI Twitter, Instagram. Facebook.com slash underground sports PHI. Follow Pitts on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts and at Pitsy35 on the IGs. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311 and on Instagram at KBIZZLE11. Uh, it's the same thing, but you know, somebody took KBizzle11 on Twitter back in 2012. Bummer. Um, but make sure you follow us there. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Leave those five-star reviews. It really does go a long way, helping the show continue to grow. Pitsy jumping on board here in the NFL season for the Sunday into Monday episodes has been electric, so help support myself, Pitts, and obviously Matt as well, and the underground OGs as we head into year five. Pretty close. Pretty close that is to year crazy. five. That year is five is a big one. It's a big That's one. Crazy. It's going to be a big year. Uh, so make sure you subscribe and then subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. That's where you get full video episodes of all of our podcasts on the network. That's where you get original content. Uh, that's where you get some of these fun little uh, training card openings that we uploaded exactly. today. You got Topps Chrome Break that Pitts and I did pre-episode last week. Go check that. We put a, we pulled a pretty fancy rookie card in the Topps Chrome. Uh, so go check that out. Go subscribe. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We are one-third of the way to that 1K pits. We're at 334 subscribers as of this taping. One-third of the way there. We can do it. We can do it. We can can do we get it. to 350 by the end of 2022? I feel I like it. it's so attainable. It's so, it's atta- so attainable. 16 more of you. That's all we need. All 16 we need. more peeps. Pitch, you're going out to the bar tonight, probably. You're going to celebrate with we your are. friends. You should we just are. you should just pull out the pull out pull everybody's phones. Be like, hey, I, let let me let me help you help me. And subscribe exactly. to the YouTube channel. Exactly. It's that easy. Uh so subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Comment down below your thoughts on everything we're gonna be talking about. Your thoughts on the Eagles right now after uh the Christmas Eve game. And a uh, big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, get your merch, everybody. Holidays just came. You probably got a little cash. You got a little bread. You got a little cheddar. Support your favorite podcast by getting Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast merch from our friends at PHI Apparel Company. Guys, there's no doubt when you're going down to the link, Xfinity Live, going to Tailgate, Going to the Wells Fargo Center for Sixers, Flyers, Wings, Villanova basketball. And, of course, once the spring comes around, when you're going down to Citizens Bank Park, you're going to stand out in the crowd with your merch from PHI Apparel Company. They've got the best, most unique designs out there. Plus, our official podcast merch is available on their storefront. Pitts, they're running an end-of-year sale right now, which is electric. electric. 25% off through the end of the year. From our friends at PHI Apparel Company with this code right here that I'm about to read off to you guys. This 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 code doesn't directly affect us, but you can use it. Use code 2022 for 25% off. Go out on a high note. Or you can directly support us. Use code underground. You get 10% off. I don't know if those codes stack or not. Don't quote me on that, but you can try it. 
Uh, but if you use code underground, it is the most efficient and direct way to support everything we're doing here, especially when you get our merch, whether it's, you know, underground sports, Philadelphia, OTB streamer season, top bins, get in the hole. And pretty soon Pitts's new show that's coming out in 2023. Uh, oh. Get ready for that. So get your merch, PHI Apparel Company. Make sure you follow them on the socials as well. Uh, but it's phiapparel.co. Use code underground for 10% off your order. Patty Pitts, the Eagles fell short against the Cowboys on Christmas Eve, uh, 40 to 34. Gardner Minshew did the damn thing, performed as well as he could have coming in cold, um, you know, having not played all year. You know, the biggest thing from this game was the turnovers. Avante Maddox gets injured, and then the corpse of T.Y. Hilton comes back to life as the, the ghost of Christmas present and uh, converts a third and 30. Quite honestly, I didn't even know it was T.Y. Hilton because he was wearing number 16. I thought it was just some Ew. bona fide scrub. Ew. Uh, the fact that they, the Cowboys have disrespected T.Y. Hilton to that degree and given him number 16 is just disgusting. That's not good. It's not I, like, good. Tyler like, Lockett's like, the only person who can rep that, but that's because it's Tyler Lockett. Yeah, like Tyler Lockett can do 16. Quez Watkins looks good in number 16 for the Quez Eagles. Quez Watkins can absolutely do. But like 16 is like a tall, lanky, skinny slot receiver or yeah. Tyler Lockett. T.Y. Hilton deserves much more than number 16. Shame on the Cowboys. Uh, also, yeah. shame on anybody who bashed Devontae Smith's touchdown celebration where he robbed the Salvation Army red kettle. That was fucking electric. He put he put a ski mask on Pitts, kicked an invisible door down, and then was taking presents out of the Salvation That's Army kettle. That's so funny. Electric stuff. If you were caping for the Salvation Army, no offense, they're a homophobic and racist institution. They don't care about your loved ones. So you caping for them over Devontae Smith's electric touchdown celebration, fuck all the way off. Yeah. I just, just to me, saying. it seems like it's just a him celebrating, like, yeah, he's the Eagles, the visitor. He's being Robin Hood. Exactly. Like, taking from the rich and giving to the poor. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So, so shout know. out People to shout way, out Skinny Batman. They get way too offended now over things. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's like, get, get over it. All right. Get over yourself. Crazy. Uh, Micah Parsons was nowhere to be seen. Still, still looking for him. Had had three tackles in the game, no sacks, no nothing. Was like invisible. Was winded in the fourth quarter. Uh, if you think Micah Parsons should be the defensive player of the year, you stopped watching the NFL in October. Um, yeah, no, yeah. You know, not anymore. I want to ask you this though. I don't think it will happen simply because Jalen Hurts is still firmly entrenched in the MVP discussion. I think only behind Nick Bosa, who's on an absolute ridiculous tear with sacks this year, has like 18 sacks now, I believe, on the year. Mm -hmm. I think Hassan Reddick should be the number two defensive player of the year candidate behind Nick Bosa. Disagree. It should be Judon. And I only say that because Matthew Judon is the only bright spot in that Patriots team right now. He's the only reason I, you know get excited a little bit to watch this team now because you know going in the offense is not going to change we're just pushing change until next season judon is the you know not only just the captain of the defense along with bentley but the dude just makes plays and especially after last year where he did fall off and was getting held but didn't come back from it and really just had a shit end of the year he's kept that consistently going and to like he's would be my defensive player of the year but 
you know, I'm not saying Redick, you know, is not in that conversation. I just would put him maybe three or four. Definitely put you on two, though. He just, what he's been doing for this Patriots defense is literally breathing them life back into them. Can I read you Hassan Redick's stat line this season? Yes. Because this might, this might influence how you feel. Okay. He's played in all 15 games. He's got three pass deflections, five forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, 14 sacks, which is a career high, mm-hmm. uh, 43 combined tackles, 31 solo tackles, uh, nine tackles for loss, 21 QB hits. Yeah, that's that's very good. That is very good. I would say I just feel like not really- enough people are talking about it. You know what I mean? No. Obviously, because the Eagles do have insane talent across that entire defensive front seven, but like those are crazy, including the force fumbles from the linebacker, edge rusher, hybrid position he's playing. To have five force fumbles, which is num is the second most he's had in a season in his career. The most was in twenty twenty when he was with the Cardinals and he had six. Mm-hmm. Five force fumbles from the linebacker position is wild. That is. It that's is why you pay the man. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and to have fourteen sacks, a career high. That's He's beautiful. Mind, wow. He loves I've being home. Top three. He's he definitely loves being home. Um, I feel. I just feel like not enough people are talking about how good Hassan Reddick has been this year. And he's been one of the, and I just had Ralph Marlborough from the Saints Happy Hour podcast on Eagles Enemies earlier today. That'll be out later this week. We talked about Hassan Reddick, and it's like he's one of those guys where, like, you have, you know, the Aaron Donalds, the Nick Bosa's, Khalil Mack when he was with the Bears, that kind of stuff, where, like, they're going to get theirs. But then you have Hassan Reddick, where, you know, when he was with the Panthers last year, was phenomenal, 11 sacks, did his thing. And then when he was with the Cardinals in 2020 when he had the career year with them, like 12 and a half sacks, it's like, all right, he's, he's a really good player. And then you drop him in around all these playmakers, all these enforcers on the Eagles defense, like Brandon Graham, like Fletcher Cox, Josh Sweat, who's having a career year, Jordan Davis in the middle. You put other good linebackers around Hassan Reddick where he's not exactly the guy like he was with the Panthers and uh, with the Cardinals. And it's like, holy shit, this guy is, like, unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he's been a key piece to that Eagles defense this year where he's just doing a job. And, I mean, I didn't really know any of that those stats until you just said it right now, to be honest with you. Like, you know, and that's something where if you ask me who the, you know, best players on the Eagles defense this, were, are, are this year, I would have probably said one of the secondary guys or the defensive backs. And, yeah, I – really would have left out us on Reddick there, which you shouldn't after hearing that. Yeah, like Reddick, Josh Sweat, they've taken their game to a whole new level this year, and it's been a huge reason why the Eagles are succeeding. Like, Josh Sweat has 10.5 sacks this year. That's it's crazy. crazy. I think the Eagles are the only team in the NFL where they have six guys with at least five sacks or more. Oh, it's wow. crazy. Um, Eagles lose. Gardner Minshew proves why he should be a starting quarterback probably next year. It's going to suck to lose him as a backup. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... Cowboys fans treated that game like it was their Super Bowl. And that's all you needed to know about that game. They were shit talking. They were doing this and that. And then trying to combat us saying, you lost to, you beat a backup. Y'all were saying the same exact shit week six when we beat Cooper Rush. And let me tell you, the Eagles looked far more dominant against Cooper Rush as a backup 
than the Cowboys did against Gardner Minshew as a backup. Now, mm-hmm. is Gardner Minshew a better quarterback than Cooper Rush? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. But the fact that the Cowboys had to go into a shootout against Gardner Minshew says all you need to know about the Cowboys. Oh, absolutely. They are frauds. Yeah. They are not that good. And everybody talking about, oh, you know, it's good that, you know, the Eagles lost because it's it's tough to beat a team three times in a season. Mm-hmm. Newsflash, everybody. We're not going to see the Cowboys in the playoffs. No, I don't think you guys will. The Cowboys are going to lose in the wild card like they always do. Mike McCarthy's going to get fired to the next solar system. And Sean Payton's going to be walking through that door like he's Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the saving grace is Sean Payton, who... I mean, if you think that's your saving Good grace, luck. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm just not that big of a fan um, of him. I was going to say something I forgot. Um, so keep going. I, I'll, I'll remember it. But it's about this game. Um, oh, what is it? Oh, oh, yeah, I got it. So now that Jalen Hurts didn't play this game, he didn't win. They didn't win. I heard a lot last week about how if Minshew goes out in there and wins, it would hurt. Hertz's MVP case. Now that they lost in the fashion they did, I think that that only, you know, enhances it, strengthens it, which to me, I feel like the only people I would say MVP worthy uh, this season, Mahomes and and Hertz. Um, You know, uh, there was a brief time where I thought Kirk Cousins was legit and finally turning that page, but the Vikings prove who the Vikings really are. And it hurts just every game. You just, when he's in there, you know that the Eagles are going to win that game. You don't have that with a lot of people right now in the NFL. Yeah, I didn't subscribe to Minshew winning, hurting Jalen Hurts' MVP candidacy, but okay. like the fact that we lost, there's no debate in my mind that Jalen Hurts no. is the MVP. Um, just proved it, you know, in a game that, if Jalen Hurts plays in that game on Saturday, the Eagles win by like three touchdowns. The Eagles mm-hmm. turnovers alone gifted the Cowboys twenty points. The Cowboys got twenty points off of turnovers. Wow! You take those away, the Eagles win by three scores. Like no doubt in my mind, the Eagles are a far superior team to the Cowboys. Cowboys fans are going to be coping all off season long that their team, you know, won double digit games again, and fell short. They're going to be crying home that. You know, Dak's not good, which he's not. Shout out LaShawn McCoy. Dak is ass. Like, Dak is ass. You Death taxes Dak Prescott throwing an interception. Like, that is free money. If you're a gambling person, obviously you want to gamble responsibly, but if you're, a, if you're a gambler, like, you should be betting on Dak Prescott interceptions every single free week. Money. It literally is free money that he's going to at least throw one. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm very – not out on Dak, but – Everyone who's saying that Dak is the great, you know, the best, the top three, da da da, he's not. You know, maybe top ten. I don't even know if he's there anymore. Um, No order, no particular order. I'll name ten quarterbacks that I'll I'll take over Dak Prescott: Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Yep. Um, trying to think of quarterbacks just in my brain. Uh, Lamar. Lamar. Um, we said Josh right now, Justin Fields. Yes. As of now, Justin Fields. Yep. Um, Uh, who else? Uh, oh, it's not. No, I'm trying to think. Um, honestly, this isn't, this is just who I'd rather. I know. Keep, keep going with this. Um, tail Heineke. 
Nah. Heineke is so overrated. He got benched for Carson Wentz. <laughs> sure, he got hit in the head, but he got benched. Um, <laughs> the other one, not Daniel Jones. He's not, no. Um, seven. Uh, Trevor? Yes, Trevor Lawrence. I think I would rather have Trevor right now. A healthy Tannehill. A healthy Tannehill. Because when he's not, obviously, and yeah, whatever. But I'd rather have Jimmy. Tannehill. I'd rather have Jimmy G. I'd rather have Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G is one of the most underappreciated and undervalued quarterbacks in the entire NFL. Um, just trying to. Th- uh, right now, Jared Goff. Goff? Oh, why didn't I even say that? Like a oh, right like, now, Jared Goff. Um, honestly, Mac Jones. Sorry, I'm taking him. I th- genuinely, I think Mac and Dak. No, no rhyming pun intended. There, they're like in that same tier right now. I would yes. Like you can't okay. trust you can't trust Dak to win you a big game. No, that and... game that they won on Saturday was far bigger for the Cowboys than it was for the Eagles. Oh, I agree. If the Eagles oh, won that, that was just gravy. You know, that was house yeah. money. Like cool. They lost. It's okay. We're not out of it. The Cowboys yeah. had to win that game. Oh yeah, they had to win that game. Yeah, I. They, and we're gifted so many opportunities to win that game, and that's why they won. Yes. Yeah. I'm not concerned about the Eagles right now. The thing that I am concerned about is Lane Johnson's out for the remainder of the regular season with an abdomen. Yeah, I was going to ask. That's that worries me far more than anything else. Like Mm -hmm. that that solidifies the Eagles' need. Like the game against the Saints is a must-win because then you can rest against the Giants in Week 18. You have the bye. Lane's Mm -hmm. not going to play the rest of the regular season. That gives you three and a half weeks of lane rest to hopefully be okay for the, for the postseason run lane being healthy, I think is way more important than anything else. I agree. He's, he's arguably outside of Jason Kelsey, the best player on this offense. Mm -hmm. And you know, Jalen's having an MVP year, but for the last decade, it's been Jason Kelsey and lane Johnson as two of the, the key cogs in the wheel for the Eagles success on that offensive line. And then, obviously, Jordan Mailata has turned into a, you know, oh, he's a beast. standout franchise left tackle. He's awesome. Isaac Sayamalu is a very good left guard. Landon Dickerson, very good right guard, pro Bowl right guard. Like, mm-hmm. you have guys in there. And luckily, the Eagles have done that thing where, you know, they pay attention to depth in the trenches and they draft offensive linemen. So you have mm-hmm. depth to move around. Mm-hmm. Lane Johnson is just so fucking good yeah. that, like, it makes me a little nervous about, you know, his health moving forward and hopefully he's okay. Um, and then Avante Maddox being out indefinitely is driving me insane because I think people undervalue how fucking good he is. Mm-hmm. I tweeted this November 14th that the Eagles defense missed Avante Maddox so much. As soon as yeah. Avante Maddox went out of that game on Saturday, that's when third and 30 against T.Y. Hilton happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. Avante Maddox is such a key piece of this secondary that makes everyone around him better makes mm-hmm. the jobs of James Bradbury and Darius Slay so much easier, makes the jobs of the inexperienced safeties we have back there right now and Reed Blankenship and Marcus Epps as a career type of thing. Like, they don't have career experience like the two guys on the outside do. Makes their lives a hell of a lot more easier than Josiah Scott does. Mm-hmm. Um, so those two injuries are massive, and I hope they get healthy ASAP and, like, not rushed back healthy, like are actually healthy. 
but missing out on those two guys and then Jalen being out right now and kind of, you know, questionable for Sunday is, is tough. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's brutal. That's going to be tough. I think if you were in the Eagles, because I, I talked to Ralph about this too on Eagles enemies, if you were the Eagles, would you play Jalen Hurts on Sunday? The injury was a 7-14 to 14 day recovery time. Sunday will be day 13. If it's against another team, yes, but I feel like they can beat the Saints with Gardner Minshew. That's how I feel too. I am also in the camp that like Jalen's pretty okay, I would say, because even after he took that hit against the Bears where he allegedly got injured, he was still throwing fucking dimes to A.J. Brown the rest of that game. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he can still throw the ball. It's just a matter of pain tolerance. Mm-hmm. And this game, if you win, you get the one seed, you win the division, it's locked up, you don't have to worry about week 18. I mean, yeah. if you can if you can get away with playing Jalen for a half. Yes. Okay. There you and go. be up by like two, three That's scores smart. going into halftime. Mm-hmm. Like say you're up twenty four to seven at halftime. Very, very Jalen started. Very, yeah. Very. I doable. feel comfortable putting Gardner Minshew back in and closing the game out. Yeah, and they'd have him start week eighteen. Exactly, because then very that game down. means nothing. You know. The Giants have a, a wild card to play for, but that doesn't really matter. We can just play spoiler on defense, which would be absolutely comical That'd and hilarious. Best. That would be the best. Um, but I think I'm leaning right now, even with Lane out, I'm leaning seeing if Jalen can go on Sunday for at least a half. I think because a half is like, yeah. What you also, with a, with a quarterback and a shoulder thing, you know, I don't want to call it an injury. It's a, it's a, it's a minor it's a setback. It's a shoulder it's a minor setback. Yeah. Um, you don't want him to kind of just be not throwing for a month, in my no. eyes. Like mm-hmm. if if Jalen doesn't play against the Saints, you beat the Saints. He's obviously not going to play against the Giants. Yeah. Then you're going to okay. have the bye week, and that's a whole month that Jalen Hurts yeah. isn't going to play in game action throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. That concerns me even more. Yeah. You know, just keeping him sharp and, and keeping him going. Um, so I think I start him against the Saints if he says he can go. I would, yeah. I, I Just a half. I'm not playing him the full game. Uh, there's no need to. From an outsider perspective, scale 1 to 10, how nervous, you know, with the injuries, with Jalen, how nervous are you with the Eagles? A three. That's right I, where I, I am. Yeah, I just don't like... You're nervous. Minor concerns. Yeah, it's it's the concerns that you have because you're so invested at this point is the way I would put it. You know, you're not worried about the obvious stuff that, you know, as the Patriots fan, you worry about. You know, you're not worried about that if you're an Eagles fan. The only things you're worried about are how fast can Lane Johnson come back? What do you do with Hurts? Because it's a pain tolerance thing. And pretty much once, you know, the game ends against the Saints – and hopefully it's a positive <laughs> outcome, then, you know, the concerns you have this week don't matter next week. You know, not exactly. That. So that's where it's just like, yeah, the only nerves you have are the, you know, usual ones add in with like the, yeah, Lane Johnson, that could be tough in the playoffs, but you know, they're going to see how we, I saw the report that he's they're, they're pushing for a playoff return. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully lanes. Okay. Cause He's just as important as Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. Um, and hopefully Avante gets back healthy as well. But 
Anything else around the NFL, shall we go? Anything else around the NFL that stood out to you this holiday weekend, Pitts? Patriots fucking suck. I just, Patriots <laughs> fucking Hey, suck. I do have to tip my cap to Robert Kraft. Job well done getting oh. that fan hooked up with everything. Amazing. Pure class. Dude, that is that is why I love being a Patriots fan and can deal with the times we're dealing with now is because you have a guy like Kraft and an ownership you know, committee, I would say. They just get it, you know. It they they get the stuff that uh, it's outside of the game of football, you know, with showing what it means to be a Patriots fan, just braving the noise. That's what we do, and then have inviting them to the game. Like it, it just it makes you like the owner that much more, and just makes you that more invested. And you know, as all the shit going on with the Pats right now, to have a moment like that is you know it, it warms your heart during the Christmas season. Yeah, that was very very cool. So shout out to Robert Kraft for that. Uh, the Nickelodeon Lion. broadcast. We oh. gotta talk about the broadcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, I'd rather talk about that than uh, the Lions losing to the goddamn Panthers and Old McDonald. So <laughs> awesome! No, great. My teams went awesome this weekend. All of our teams went awesome this weekend. It was great. It was just so. It was awesome to lose that much. We lost. Um, your two teams lost. DJ's Packers won, but was that really? I a hate win? the Packers. No one likes the Packers anymore. Except DJ. That's ridiculous. That is absurd. Um, and then yeah, the Giants, did they lose? Giants, who did they play? I, let me, I, have I think up. they lost. Uh, so the Giants played the Vikings and lost. Yeah, the so, lost oh yeah, they got another 61-yard field goal kicked in their face. That is unbelievable. <laughs> like, just incredible. Oh, that's hilarious. The Nickelodeon broadcast, yeah, let's talk about that because, oh, my God, um, that is the most revolutionary thing in sports right now. Um, Russell Wilson should just retire. Oh, he needs to go, like, ride off into the sunset. Just take Sierra, one, two, step your way out of the league, and just start a new life. Like, just, I can't I can't deal with you. I don't hate a lot of people in the NFL for uh, any reason, but Russ just gets under my skin because he is the fakest person alive. He's like that kid at your high school where everyone thinks he's the coolest dude, and then you realize that he's just a shit person outside of – the classroom like that's like, what i get in russ the fact that he got dunked on by patrick star oh patrick star <laughs> rock star ended his life what is he cooking it's like oh it was oh there's oh, russ love... wilson the but i, I would oh, no, oh no oh no oh no that's called an interception i was like yes he did it like Everything about the Nickelodeon broadcast with bringing in Patrick Starr and like the animated stuff, they hit the nail right in the head. I they mean, crush. Shout out Nate Burleson. Oh, dude, that Nate Burleson, top five favorite personalities in the NFL. He's right so now. good, man. So versatile. It's like a, he's like a Swiss Army knife. Oh, I love it. Um, the Nickelodeon broadcast always rule. Baker Mayfield wins the MVP. They left Russ off the ballot. Dude, he dropped. 51 on the Broncos. That is embarrassing. You know what's funny? I brought this up at my, my Christmas dinner last night to my, my cousin-in-law and my dad. That Rams-Broncos game meant nothing to either of those teams. That game was far more important for the Detroit Lions and the Seattle Seahawks. Exactly. Because the two teams who played the game don't have their first-round picks. And they're both four and ten. The Lions and Seahawks own those first round picks. 
Seahawks fans had to be over the moon that Russell Wilson got his shit kicked in on the Nickelodeon broadcast because now the Seahawks have a better draft positioning than the Lions do with the Rams pick. That's incredible. That is incredible. And I can't think of another time in NFL history where the two teams playing, the game was more important to two other teams. That's such a good point. I didn't realize that. Like you don't it's think insane. About, I don't think about that. Like I, yeah, there's there's three teams this year that are just rooting for other teams to lose because they have their first round draft pick: the Lions, the Seahawks, and the Eagles. Yeah, rooting against the Rams, Broncos, and Saints. Those, those are that's how rivalries are born. That's I just love it. incredible. That is incredible, actually. Wow. It's wild. I didn't think of that. I did not um, think of that. We are we are in a golden era of just holiday celebrations, and uh, the the Nickelodeon broadcast is a, a key cog in the wheel, I'd say, moving forward. Oh, it has to be, dude. I mean, from the pre pregame show with Santa showing up and them, he he gifted them slime, and they just poured it across like a Lego set that they had. I mean, just more slime, the better. It's beautiful. It's just oh, I want to get slime. Uh, I also have to shout out, uh, I don't know if you saw the video, Stefan Diggs is a fucking rock star. Oh, is it the little kid thing? Yes. Yes, I, this was like, awesome. Like, Santa Diggs rules. That video, if you haven't seen it, I tweeted it out from my personal Twitter, you can go check it out. Stefan Diggs, like, I know I, I rag on the, the Minnesota Miracle play all the time because it is the most you meaningless do. play in NFL history. You do. But... Stefan Diggs, ever since leaving the Vikings, has garnered my fandom. I love Stefan Diggs. He is the far superior Diggs brother. Um, and he's just such a good human. Like, the stuff he does for Bills fans is amazing. Gifting that kid those custom shoes with his dad painted on them after his dad passed away this past summer was like, I wanted to break down and cry. Oh, I so, was. So he is there. awesome. I love Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I'm a big fan. That was incredible. That was so well done. Um, Pitts, before we move from the NFL on Christmas, which I think is a fun thing. I don't know if I need it every year, but it is fun when it pops up. Yeah, it's like a sports equinox type of thing. Like you're yeah. excited when it happens, but you don't want it every year. Right. So we go from NFL Christmas, but before we move to the NBA Christmas. Here it is. We are going to talk to you about our friends at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. You guys can go to TomahawkShades.com. Use code USP for 25% off your order of sunglasses, blue light glasses, the Tomahawk Snow Goggles. They're back in stock. Go get them while they're here. TomahawkShades.com. Use code USP for 25% off your order. Best small batch eyewear in the game. Uh, Pitts, before we get to your power rankings, I figure let's do, let's do our tier talk now. We're talking oh, about the yeah. Nickelodeon broadcast. Let's yeah, segue right into the tier yeah. talk, uh, brought to you by Tomahawk Shades. Tomahawk tier talk. Uh, we're going to do, this is how we're going to break it down. Pitts and I are going to have our own tier ones, our tier twos, and our tier threes. Each tier gets three you know, uh, franchises from Nickelodeon. Oh, franchises. Yeah, just go with the show. We go with the show. Yeah, I like that. Uh, It'll embody the entire thing there. So we'll go tier one, tier two, two, tier three. Now, do we want to do it where we rattle off 
our tier ones all at once, our tier yeah. twos all at once, and our tier threes? Or do we yeah. want to go reverse order and do tier three, tier two, tier one? Oh, okay. Like work up to it. I like the the bottom. Let's all right. So we'll start with tier three. Pitts will give his tier threes first. I'll give my tier threes afterwards, and then we'll work our way back. So Pitts, your tier three Nicktoons. And this is tier. and for the people at home, this is Nicktoons. We're not including like the yeah, iCarlys, the yeah, Drake, Drake and Josh, Josh. Even though they're incredible shows, we're going cartoon wise. All right, I'm gonna go with my tier three. Rugrats all grown up. And I Great say this pick. because it is not obviously better than the, the original. Nothing will. But all grown up had a different feel to it where like you actually felt like, oh, I finally grew up with these kids. And, yes. you know, it kind of like, I mean, I learned about karma through the, all grown the up. Pokemon like, trading card game spinoff episode was electric. Oh, yeah. Like incredible type stuff. And it was the first time that you saw a franchise in at least my eyes um you know evolve their characters into actually growing them up yes. and not just keeping them the same age but you know you fully giving them a character arc in another way like it was so great well pick. done and yeah all grown ups is definitely in the tier three great so. pick your next tier three my next tier three all right, I wasn't a big fan of this show, so you might disagree, but I know it's you know iconic. Angry Beavers. I was not love a big the Angry Beavers. Beaver. I was not a big Angry Beaver watcher, but when I did, I you know I liked it. That theme song slaps. It is a good theme song. All right, Angry Beavers. I love that show. That was a good one. That was really good. Whenever um, Norbert yelled at Daggett was amazing television. Okay. My third one is, is it's not because it's good. It's just because of, you know, what it was. Do you remember Mr. Meaty? Oh, of course. I love Mr. Meaty. Mr. Meaty was one of the most fucked up shows when it came to the visual. Um, because it's just clay people, but it looked like, you know, just Puppets. not good. It was yeah, it was weird. Um, but it was, they had good characters. Oh yeah, in it, and the characters were funny. Josh and so, Parker were electric. Oh, so funny that show! Like I used to watch that. That is the number one insult me and my dad use when we're looking at people like athletes and stuff. It's like that dude looks like he's straight out of Mr. Meaty. That is a dude. Imagine like telling someone they look at him, Mr. Meaty. That might, you just that, have to I end might it all. Add that to my book. I might have to add that to my pocket. <laughs> Just like someone put me at the bar. Bro, you look straight out of Mr. Meaty. Get out of my face. I don't know if they'll be confused, stunned, annoyed. Like, I want to see that reaction. (laughs) He's so funny. I have to ask my dad who we always say, but there is somebody that we're always like, yo, bro, he looks like he's straight out of Mr. Meaty. I need to. Oh, it's so fun. That's a great pick. I love Mr. Meaty. That is a hot take because people hated that show because it was nightmare fuel, but it was such a good show. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my tier threes. And I think for just the fun, we're going to have different shows for every tier. We're going to pick different. It's going to be like, all right, Pitt's shows are off limits now for yeah. my tier three. Uh, tier three for me, I am going to go with... Hmm. Man. Uh, tier three. It's it, It's a much better show than a tier three. But I don't think it got enough runtime 
uh, if I'm remembering correctly. It got six years, but like I feel like this show could have gone on way longer. Give me Chalk Zone. That's Rudy's got the chalk. Rudy's got the chalk. Chalk to chalk, chalk zone. That show, you know what? I will say that. It didn't have the longevity that it should have, but the premise of it and the actual So was good. Very entertaining. I loved it. Yeah. Shout, I, I'll shout out Blocky. Yes, dude. That was incredible. Oh, that show was awesome. So good. Um, my next tier three is going to be hmm. here's here's another good one it's better than a tier three but again don't think it got enough love and another one that got like six years of runtime that i feel like could have gone longer they could have grown these kids up a little bit as told by ginger i love that that was a good banger show. banger bro good, show. good intro too that was yes. not a good intro I did like that one. That's a good pick. Great okay. show. Ginger's brother and her and his friend Hoodsy in their little doghouse like Hoodsy. science lab. Like that show was awesome. As told by Ginger was great. Um, my next tier three is gonna go back to the '90s a little bit. Uh, give me the Wild Thornberries. Oh, okay, okay. All right, I like that. I do like that pick. They were good. I, they were great. I, I'm Eliza Thornberry, and I can talk to animals. And uh, her brother was iconic. Um, Donnie Thornberry, voiced by Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No fact. way, really? Yeah, Flea was the voice of Donnie. <laughs> that's incredible. I didn't know that. Darwin. Darwin was great. Oh, that's And then so when you get older and you realize he's named after Charles Darwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It puts, yeah Debbie, like, oh. angsty, older sister, great. Yeah, and of course Nigel Thornberry, icon. Nigel Thornberry is an all-time character. Oh, smashing Miriam. <laughs> Fit. Yeah, he had some great drip. He really had some. He great was drip. the best. Nigel was an electric <laughs> factory. So give me the Wild Thornberries there. So that's my tier three. Chalk Zone, as told by Ginger. The Wild Thornberries. Pitts is tier three. All grown up. Angry Beavers. Mister Meaty. Pitts, I'll kick it to you for your tier twos. Okay, tier two, cat dog. Great, great pick. Loved, I love loved cat, cat dog. dog. I was a huge fan of One cat dog. One fine day with a wolf kind of purr. <laughs> Those are so good. And I always was fascinated on like how that was possible. And I actually wanted to be Cat Dog one year for Halloween, but couldn't find someone to do it with me. So good. So, yeah. Winslow, so iconic meme. Oh, iconic. Walking meme. in and walking right out. Yeah. Hey, hey what's up, Cat Dog? <laughs> he was an incredible character. You like, absolute was... freaks. <laughs> I used that meme. I used it way too much when I first got on Twitter. I was just like, that was like one of the my. The Greaser favorite. Dogs, fantastic villains. Oh, they were great. Like, the whole show was, it was a good. Such a good show. Such a good universe. Like, the cat dog, like, show is just great. Great pick. Uh, All right. Um, Okay, I'm saving that one because that's not a tier two. Um, Oh, okay. I want to put it in tier one, but I'm going to put it in tier two. Jimmy Neutron. Good pick. I think Jimmy Neutron, the mo- it, it was, you know, at least in my life, the first time I saw a movie get turned into a TV show, 
And I got an advanced well. screening to the Jimmy Neutron movie because I won a coloring contest in my local newspaper. That's incredible. I got to an, an advanced screening. I won a copy of the soundtrack. I won Jimmy Neutron movie yes, toys. It was great. That was a great soundtrack, too. Such we'll a good soundtrack. I, I feel like uh, growing up, I, I was like, oh, I'm going to be Jimmy. Like, I want to grow up to be Jimmy. And then you realize that you're Sheen. Like, yeah. you just grow up to be Sheen. When you realize you're a Sheen, it's a great feeling. I am the Sheen. Ultra Lord! <laughs> yeah, Ultra Lord is just like John Cena, The Rock. Like, insert WWE wrestler there. And, like, that's, that's You know it. Jimmy Neutron was a good show, though, because it got a spinoff with Planet Sheen. Yes! That's what's even crazier, is that the spinoff of the movie got it, like, it... It was so good. Carl yeah. should have got a spinoff. Oh, Carl. When Lama. the clouds get sad, they cry. Hi, Judy. <laughs> Am I a pretty llama? <laughs> Am I a pretty llama? Great pick of Jimmy Neutron. I, I love Jimmy Neutron. And, then, and not only did was Jimmy Neutron a movie spun off into a show, spun off into another show for a side character, it had crossover events. The Jimmy Timmy Power Hour that may was have must been... See TV. That was the equivalent of Avengers Endgame. Uh, it's CTV. It was like that was that, that was Spider Man across. That was into the Spider Verse. That was that was into the Spider Verse. Or No Way Home. It was unbelievable was, stuff. Dude, was yeah. That's a little yeah. And what's what? I have one more. You have one more two? in your tier twos. All right. Um, because I already got my top three. Like top I three. I think I have my top three too. It, it's not even close. Um, you know what? Uh, let me. I want to look here. Said cat dog. Um, I'm not putting them in just yet. Oh, all right. I, you know what? I might say it for you. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Rugrats because different show, still different show. And I want your opinion on the show that I was gonna say to see if you even put it in yours. I want okay. to give you the chance to put it because I have some kind of strong opinions about it, and I want to feel like I want to see what yours are. All right, so I'll do my tier twos. Yes, number one in my tier two, got to be Doug. Doug, Doug oh, was great. I Doug went to Doug's was so live good. Action. Doug was so good. I went to Doug Live. It was awesome. Doug was, was great, really and you know Doug was a good show because when it ended on Nickelodeon, it went to Disney Channel. Yes. Doug was an original Nicktoon, and then it went to Disney Channel after its run in the 90s. Uh, and just such a good show. Such a good show. You know, Patty Mayonnaise. When, when, you have, Patty Mayonnaise. when you have characters getting rapped about by Bo Burnham. Yes. They're, you're iconic. I love them. Because I skeet her so hard, people call her Patty Mayonnaise. Like, great show. Roger, incredible villain with the leather jacket, the ridiculous hair that he had. Spiked up hair, yeah. Pork chop, great dog, great side character. Yeah. And Doug was his own superhero. Quail Man was electric. <laughs> the belt as the headband, like, it was amazing. It was awesome. Amazing. Kaluka Koo. Uh, shout out to the Doug fans. Number two in my tier two, give me Rocco's Modern Life. Okay. Yeah, I knew that was gonna be a you, you show because I was not a big rock. Rocco's Modern fan. Life was like appointment viewing before like something that'll end up being in one of our tier ones. I'm sure. Rocco's Modern Life was great. I was thrilled when they brought the Netflix movie out. It, it, Rocco is 
awesome. Great characters. Like, Rocco gives off, like, like that show gives off a cartoonified Seinfeld vibe to me. Where, like, those characters okay. embody Seinfeld characters. Like, Rocco is Jerry Seinfeld. Heifer is Kramer. And then uh, Yertle, I think, is... No, Yertle's not his name. I'm blanking on the turtle's name. He is George. He's George Costanza, the turtle with the okay. glasses. Uh, I love Rocco. He's so good. Spunky being his dog's name is electric. That, dude, that's such a good name for a dog. And he's Australian. He's a wallaby. Like, Spunky! He's great. I love Rocco. Incredible. And Mr. Bighead being the neighbor. Mr. and Mrs. Bighead. Like, their yeah. name's Bighead. Come That's on. an incredible name for a TV It's show. great. Yeah. Uh, so Rocco's Modern Life. I'm torn here on my next tier two. But I think I'm going to go with this one because it is kind of cult following. The premiere date was my first birthday. It only got three years of juice, but it's a great show. Ah, Real Monsters. I never watched it. Great show. It was like uh, Monsters, Inc. before Monsters, Inc., but darker okay. in a way and like a little more spooky. It was like if you took like not like the the deep childhood trauma that Courage the Cowardly Dog gave people, but yes. like that kind of like eeriness. Okay. Yep. I see what you mean now. And inject that into Monsters, Inc. And you've got Avril Monsters. Like, they were going oh, okay. to learn how to scare people. And, like, they yeah. lived in the sewers. Like, it was a very cool show. Like, you had a dude, like, a monster who had eyeballs carried around in his hand. And just his armpit hair all over the place all the time. And just running around naked. It was yeah, great. Yeah, that's, I, that's I love okay. Avril Monsters. All right. Uh, Number one. Right? We're tier one. So, we are on tier one's. All right. Um, I'm I'm just gonna flat out say it. It's the greatest. It is the greatest show of my life. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Like yep. not even close. Um, if there was a show to pretty much sum up my life for the first 25 years, it would be SpongeBob. Uh, he was a fry cook working at the famous place in town. Uh, with you know his best friend who lives under a rock, and it was just like I'm not kidding you. Like the perfect. I am SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. And then Patrick Starr, one of the most, like, my favorite. Like, there's not a better show that was so well done. And to be honest, should not be a kid's show. Yeah. Should not. The writing is so well done. So and the good. jokes fly over your head that when you watch it now, you're like, how the hell did I not get this? And the show was written and created by a marine biologist. That's incredible. Wait, Tom Kenny? No, Steven um, Hildebrand. Yep. That's incredible. That is wild. Yeah, like, he just... Yeah, I could go on a whole podcast episode about it, but yeah. Great pick. There's there's no disputing. SpongeBob the goat, it's yeah. still going, so Fairly uh, Odd Parents number is my next one. Not good one. I mean, that was Fairly Odd Parents. That was I think like what you said with the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. I watched that show along with SpongeBob religiously. Fairies! They they faked fairies! Fairy Godparents! I there was nothing I wanted more in my life than fairy godparents. Like that was all I wanted as a kid growing up because he got everything. And then he's just like he, I don't know. He was just it was my the mom and dad too. <laughs> Dingleberg. This is where I put my trophy. If I had one, I, had one. I like to scramble the fairies. <laughs> There's so many quotable lines from it. There, you know, the episodes kind of still hold up today. I've watched uh, some on Netflix. God, it's incredible. The and universe the they built is just oh, so it's good. Incredible. 
Oh, it's so good the way they built that universe. Like Mark the Alien. <laughs> Mark the I have come to save you from Yugopotamia. <laughs> <laughs> And the best, you no, know, the funniest is when like he has to do that challenge where it's like it's going through the fiery pit of stuffed animal. <laughs> <laughs> like you have to eat this disgusting vowel chocolate bar. It's like what? Like it's so well done. It was just so good. They're equivalent so to Darth good. Vader with the with Flipsy. <laughs> oh. Chip Skylark, like my shiny teeth and me is a banger. Dude, you play that at the I swear, if you could if you play that at a bar, everyone would know it. It's one of those where like it's taking on something like that, like Icky Vicky. Uh, ew, ew. <laughs> like I learned those songs like they were played on the radio. Oh like, yeah. It was uh, bangers. The anti-fairies. <laughs> the anti-fairies were so well done too, because they're just corporate. And just boring. Well, oh, like well, you had the pixies, and then you had the anti fairies. The anti fairies oh, was like hillbilly Wanda and like oh, monocle Cosmo. <laughs> when they tried to break Cosmo out of jail, <laughs> she's eating the sandwich with her foot. It's so good. <laughs> trying to break Cosmo out of jail. Oh my god! It's so like that's what I'm saying. Like there's so many good episodes from it. And, and then they introduced Poof and Foop. Poof honestly was not a bad addition. I, no. know, I mean, at this point. They had to have at least a baby. Yeah. You got to put someone in there. Poof so is great. Just, oh, yeah. Failure on parents definitely. Great guys. pick. Great um, pick. I'm going Nicktoon uh, in that category. I, I'm not putting – I want to – I'm not putting it because I was not a fan of it. And I'll let it know after. But, um, shoot, I'm, I'm running out of options here. Um, What else was on there that I, like, am forgetting? You know what? I'm gonna put it on there because I did watch it. Whatever. Um, I, I, what is it? Um, Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom. Oh, Danny Phantom's fucking great. It was okay. I'm putting in the tier one. I loved it, and I think I watch it so religiously, like I have to. But it's not my favorite. It would have been in my tier one. Okay, because that's I He's yeah. A I, it was the theme song was incredible. His parents built this really strange machine. <laughs> And it's just, it was a good show. I just, it, I don't know. Same I, creator as parents. the Fairly Odd Parents. It's what? Same creator of the Fairly Odd Parents made Danny Phantom. So there's a lot of fan theories about like Danny Phantom's parents are to me. Like there's a lot of yeah. that shit. So I like. Uh, I yeah, love the ghost good. realm too. The ghost realm was so cool. It was. I, I, I am the box theory. ghost. <laughs> I did. Okay. That was, yeah, that was. Iconic. And then his uncle being I an evil the ghost. ghost. Vlad, his uncle Vlad being an evil ghost like was so sick. Yeah, yeah. All right. Danny Phantom was awesome. Underrated okay. show. All right, what's yours? All right, my tier ones. Number one, gotta go with the goat. Hey Arnold. Yes. Hey Arnold is all time. Like you just wanted to be part of the clique in Hey Arnold growing up. Like PS one eighteen was the school to be at. Shout out to Hey Arnold. Plus, Hey Arnold got that spinoff movie. Found out his parents were alive. Oh, they were just off in the jungle. I would, yes. Love yes. Hey Arnold. Plus, his grandpa, Electric Factory. Oh, he was an electric character. Hey, Short Man. <laughs> and then when you find out his last name is Short Man. And his grandma, Weapon. Yeah. 
Hilarious. Oh, yeah. The episode where she teaches him Taekwondo and karate to catch the fly to beat up the guy who stole his wallet. Ugh. Weapon. Might teach me that. Helga. Hey, Arnold. I will. Helga. Helga Batassi. Wait, no. Yeah, Helga Batassi, yeah. right? God. Having a shrine made out of gum. Yeah, you know, that's that's the type of obsession I wish. Gerald, coolest me. best friend ever. Gerald was the homie. Awesome. I wish I had a friend. Like Dude, that, the episode where it was uh, Trash Can Day, where the fourth graders. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Great episode. Or when Great he like episode. goes over the um, what was the episode? Was it he went over to the teacher's house and he like, wow, like yeah, <laughs> that's what I was like. What? And he was like, yeah, you got to do it. I remember that. Stuff. That one, uh, the the one where they're playing football for the lot for the vacant yes. lot. Great episode. That was a good one. Um, Harold when he gets bar mitzvahed. Yes. Great. That was a good one. Harold's a good character. The the mole the mole sewer king guy. Oh <laughs> yeah, lose the watch. Yeah, nightmare fuel. Uh, hey Arnold, elite. Um, next up, this one is probably way before your time, but it is so good, so good. Kablam! Underrated, okay. under talked about. It was like. Short, short cartoons, but all in one. And then there was a show going on within that. Mm-hmm. If you can YouTube Kablam or find Kablam anywhere, do yourself a favor. They had like the action hero friends, and it was like superheroes, but it was like stop motion. Like one of the dudes' name was Stinky Diver. Oh, that's a great. That's because a- he would play, and like they they made toys at Burger King. Stinky Diver was a bathtub plug. <laughs> Damn it. Electric. They don't make that toys like that anymore. They don't. No, that's that Meltman. Uh just a, a fantastic show. Kablam ruled. That's incredible. Loved it. Love Kablam. Uh my next one. I gotta go Rocket Power. We are riders on a mission. Someone you I'm glad you put it in there because that, that needs to go up there. The amount of Rocket Power I watched. Rocket Power is great. Unbelievable oh. show. I really felt like that was my groove because we played so much street hockey. I wanted to go to the Shore Shack like no other. Oh, that looked like the place to be. I and wanted a poo-poo platter for everybody. Shout out Uncle to Tito. Tito. Tito was a weapon, bro. Dude, that is that is the goat of all uncles. Unbelievable. Like, he was incredible. Uh, honorable mention from me, the Ren and Stimpy show. Fantastic. Yeah, I like Loved it. Ren and Stimpy. That was that was the fun show that I got to like sneak watch with my dad because my mom hated it. Interesting. Okay. Stimpy, yeah, yeah, yeah. you idiot. <laughs> they were that you know, I will say great duo. Like great Oh, fantastic. Duo. Well, there was good. Uh any other honorable mentions from me? It wasn't really my cup of tea, but I feel like I could watch it now and kind of get into it more because it's kind of a more mature show. Uh Avatar the Last Airbender. Yeah, I would get into it now. Uh, that yeah. was not a younger me type of show, but now that, yeah, I would definitely watch it then. Um, also got to give a nod to the Penguins of Madagascar. Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Oh, dude, I loved the Penguins of Madagascar. Oh, my um, God. They were my favorite characters in Madagascar. Yeah, they were unbelievable. Uh, I was trying to see if there's anything else that I missed here. Yeah, I don't think I missed anything. What was okay. the show you were going to mention? It was Danny Phantom. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I Danny just am like I Danny it, Phantom rules. It was goat. I knew I know that, but like I don't know. It just was not my favorite, but I know that it's a good you know what I mean? It's yeah. one of those. Danny Phantom's like, I awesome. Yeah. I you are in the trust tree here. Danny Phantom is a tier one. Okay. Uh, so there it is. Our Pitts' tiers, tier three, all grown up, Angry Beavers, Mr. Meaty, Cat Dog, Jimmy Neutron, and Rugrats are the tier two, tier one, SpongeBob, the Fairly Odd Parents, Danny Phantom. My tier three, Chalk Zone, as told by Ginger, the Wild Thornberries. Tier two, Doug, Rocco's Modern Life, Ariel Monsters. And tier one, Hey Arnold, Kablam, Rocket Power. We'll put graphics out. Let us know how you feel about our tiers there, what you would put in, what you would take out. If we missed anything. Sure. If you're you younger go. and you're watching some of these new Nicktoons, you're like, what are you doing? What should, what should we be watching? There you go. Uh, so there's our Nickelodeon tear talk. Um, Pitts, did you watch any NBA on Christmas? Uh, I did watch the Sixers. Are we doing power rankings? Or? Oh, yeah. Duh. Duh. I'm here. Duh. That's why you're here. Uh, Pat Pitts, week 17 power rankings brought to you by the homies over at Trophy Smack. Guys, there's no better way to upgrade your fantasy smack talk. Playoffs are here for fantasy. Get your get your trophies, your belts, your rings all upgraded now just in time to announce your winners. Trophy Smack is the place to do it. They've got belts, trophies, rings, last place trophies, metal wall art. You they've got everything you possibly need to upgrade your fantasy smack talk. Go to trophysmack.com/underground and start upgrading your fantasy smack talk today. That's trophysmack.com/underground. trophysmack.com/underground underground it is time for week 17 i'm gonna hit the music here and i'm going to let that go there i'm gonna give pitts the floor all right yo 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 it is time for your champ patty pitts and power rankings of the week coming in at number 10 the ravens even though lamar jackson's not playing football they're still winning games and still seem like they're going to be a playoff team. When he comes back, it's going to be more of a threat. And they are my number 10 team. Number 9, the Texans. What's up, buddy? Beating the Titans? Mike Rabel, is it your team that's always kind of in this position? I mean, it's Tannehill goes down. What about Malik Willis? He can't throw the ball, so give it to the other guy who can run. I don't know. Texans really coming away uh, was really shocking to me. Number eight, the Rams. Baker Mayfield may have just played his way into a job next season. I know it's the Broncos. I know it's Nathaniel Hackett, and he got the axe today. But still, I mean, the Rams, the fact that Baker Mayfield found a way to put up 50 points with his Rams team, and Mac Jones still can't move the ball five yards with the Patriots, it's nonsense. Number seven, the Vikings. Congrats, you won. Another 61-yard field goal for the win. I mean, if that's how you're going to win games, all matters in the playoffs is W's. Number six, the Lions. Okay, I know Lions, but you did lose this week to the Panthers and Sam Darnold, okay? You lost to Sam Darnold and the Panthers when you were on probably one of the most important runs of your entire franchise history. Shame on you. You're out of the top five because of it. Because this guy took your spot and stole the show this weekend. Patrick Starr on commentary needs to be an every week thing. I don't care how you get him to do it, but the fact that he had the call for Russ's pick six and probably gave a better line than any other bozo in the booth would do, you need to put him more on calls. I'm, I'm going to talk to Nate Burleson uh, about that. Number four, the Eagles. Kyle, I know, you know, I, I got to keep him in the top five because best team in the league, but they're not in the top three because they lost to the Cowboys. You got to be punished for that. 
So the 49ers are going to take their spot uh, at three. They had a big win. And honestly, it doesn't matter. I said it last week. Anyone can play quarterback for the 49ers. Their defense is just that damn good. And then number two, the Bills. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. It just doesn't matter who is catching the ball on offense. They're just riding. They're incredible. And then number one, the Chiefs. Obviously, it just it's the most complete team in the AFC right now. That's it. That's what I got. Being serious, my number one here. Chiefs, looking good. There we go. There you have it, folks. The Pat Pitts power rankings. Run it back one time for the people. Yeah, Pitts. So list them off got, there. I will list them off pretty quick. We got number 10, the Ravens. At number 9, we have the Texans. Uh, number 8, the Rams. 7, Vikings. 6, Lions. 5, Patrick Starr. 4, Eagles. Three 49ers, two Bills, and one Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm just writing these down. You said Bills too, correct? Yes. Okay. So Ravens, Texans, Rams, Vikings, Lions, Patrick Starr, Eagles, Niners, Bills, Chiefs. That's your Week 17 Power Rankings for Patty Pitts, brought to you by Trophy Smack. Pitts, I don't know if you saw that we were bringing it up the uh, the NBA on Christmas, and apparently yes. Woj wanted to ruin Christmas for Philadelphia, bringing up this James Harden story where he allegedly wants to go back to Houston, uh, this, that, and the third in free agency if he doesn't strike a, a new deal with the Sixers. And James Harden refuted the report after the game. He said, we're playing well. I'm here to win. I don't know where that report came from. Yeah. Um, very weird timing, very weird report, especially when the Sixers have won eight in a row and are finally looking like a competent NBA team. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't see James Harden going anywhere. Like, we've seen it since he's been back healthy with Joel Embiid. Like, those two playing together are as dominant a duo in the NBA that you could ask for. And this is all without Tyrese Maxey right now. Yeah, and... If anyone is going to slander James Harden in the underground, it's going to be me. And I just don't see this being true. It makes no sense. Um, you know, I feel like Philly is the best spot that he's landed in in his entire career where he finally has that supporting cast. Not only that, he has probably top three big man in the league in Joel Embiid when Maxi comes back. Like, it, it just makes no sense. And they played well on Christmas. I mean, James Harden was really shooting the ball well. And Bede was doing well too. Like they they did start out slow, which you know I was a little shocked at because I don't think the Knicks are that good. But they you know found their way and just one dominant win. You know if I as a Celtics guy here, you know the Sixers are a team that I do worry about when it you know comes down to playoffs and games that matter. Um, so you know when right now they kind of look like they're that scary or getting to that point. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was a good game with them. Uh, Celtics won too, so I was happy on New I mean, uh, Christmas for that. Embiid had 35 points, eight rebounds, one assist. Harden had 29 points, 13 assists, and four rebounds. Uh, and DeAnthony Melton, who I think is the unsung hero of the off season for Daryl Morey to go out and get him uh, from the Grizzlies, 15 points in 27 minutes for this team. George Niang, bang bang, George Niang. Shout out to the minivan gang. 16 points off the bench. That's what you want from George Niang coming off the bench for you. Uh, Shake Milton, another fantastic – had that fucking unbelievable halftime buzzer beater 
to go into halftime. That was great. Had eight oh, points. I did see that. That was filthy. Electric. That was nice. That was right. Um, PJ Tucker is PJ Tucker. I mean, yeah, he, they were given. He, he was given. He kind of interests me. I don't. I forgot you guys had him. To be honest with you, Tobias. I think he was on the show when we broke the news, and he goes, <laughs> "Not the best Tobias game, but like." Tobias is fine. I saw a report that the Knicks are like potentially interested in Tobias Harris. There's nothing on that Knicks roster that I would want for Tobias Harris, and there's not much that you can improve upon Tobias Harris at, at this point in season. So like, the Sixers are going to be with Tobias Harris until the end of that contract, in my opinion. But I mean, you look right now, the Sixers are a half game out of the four seed uh, at twenty and twelve. Have won eight straight, uh, which is just absurd. Like they were at five hundred and have now won eight in a row to get to 20 and 12 um, have kind of really separated themselves from, you know, the six to eight spots in the standings yeah. in the East Celtics still on top bucks right behind Cavs having a fantastic year yeah. uh, with Spida in the fold with Donovan Mitchell. And then uh, the nets at 21 and 12 somehow uh, are in fourth place. And then the Sixers right behind them just a half game back. But the fact that the Sixers have been off to this shitty start to the year, and have now won eight in a row and are right back in the thick of it. Yeah, that says a lot. That says a lot about this team. Just when I'm out, they pull me back in. That's what happens, Doc Rivers. Yeah, I Doc still Rivers, my guy. Shout out to the boy Josiah Johnson. Uh, make sure you're, you guys are following him if you're not. He's one of the funniest dudes on Twitter. He oh, tweeted. Oh, him, yeah. He said, yeah. "What do you want?" Uh, DJ and I met him this summer. Uh, no way, really. PLL game. Yeah, he's a homie. Oh, that's now. so cool. Um, he said, what do you want to get your NBA team this summer? I said, fire Doc Rivers and hire <laughs> Sam Cassell. I mean, yeah, Sam Cassell, I mean, I would And I think Doc, Doc read that tweet and was like, and I took that personally. And I took, and I took that personally. <laughs> he absolutely did. That's how, that's the reason why he got the boys back. I think sure. the NBA on Christmas is a tradition that, like, is flawless. Unmatched. It is one of the best combos in television i'm trying to it think really of like sports traditions in terms of like holidays i think it's nba on christmas it's the new york's new Year's six bowls for college football like those like the new york's those those are like the big game you're not like playing the, thanksgiving nfl thanksgiving nfl well this is just no order i'm just oh, no order okay yeah okay. just rattling them off rattling the them new off. york's okay. new year's six bowls for college okay. Thanksgiving NFL. Yep. Um, I saw one today for lacrosse. That would be great because it is a heavily influenced by by Canada and everything. Boxing Day NLL would be off the charts. Can totally yeah. be done on the schedule. Need it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there any for baseball? Uh, I mean Memorial Day. I feel like July Fourth is kind of. One yeah. as well. I think July fourth like, is college there. lacrosse Memorial Day. College lacrosse Memorial Day. It's like hundred percent. One thing I knew about Memorial Day. Hundred percent. Um, I think Fourth of July for baseball is like one yeah. of those where it's like, all right, it's the only thing on. It's Let's also right do before our thing. the All Star break. Right. So it's like it's a good segue into All Star Weekend with the yeah. home run derby and everything. Um. Labor Day is kind of the start to college football. It's like got week zero. Yeah. yeah, the week zero weird. Um, I remember in I mean years. There's ago, not much for hockey. 
No, there's not. That was I know say, like, soccer is like day. big like today, like boxing day is like the big comeback yeah, for soccer yeah. from winter breaks typically. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, I think like every sport should have like that holiday tradition one way or another. Yeah, I agree. I agree they should do something like that. Obviously I would easier. I would love the players to be with their families and everything, first and foremost. Yeah, but not on a, it's not every holiday. Right. So it can make it work. And there's there's stuff that'll happen to make things work. Yeah. But. NBA on Christmas is like the unofficial start to just the NBA season yeah, as a whole. That's when everyone starts paying attention. So that's a, a fun thing. Sixers get the dot. And I easily, for everybody out there, I easily would have traded a Sixers win for an Eagles win. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah 100%. 100%. Who needs it more? Yeah, Sixers. Um, that's all we got for you guys. Good episode. Good fun. Good fun banter. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash underground sports PHI. Uh, we got some big things coming in 2023. We got one final show Wednesday night for 2022. That's fucking insane. Uh, we got a lot planned on there. We were talking in some of our group chats today about big time content coming to the YouTube channel in 2023. 2023 is going to be a massive year for us. So get on board. Tell your friends to get on board. Follow us on all the socials. Just search Underground Sports Philadelphia at Underground PHI. Uh, follow Pitts on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts at Pitsy35 on Instagram. Follow me at KBIZZL311 on Twitter and KBizzle11 on Instagram. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Leave those five-star reviews. It really does help, whether you think it does or not. It does help the show continue growing. Helps us, you know, get more eyes and ears on the podcast. Just search Underground Sports Philadelphia on your podcast app choice and subscribe to the YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. You get full video episodes of every single podcast on our network. You get original content. You get clips. You get shorts. You get live streams. Everything that you could possibly think of. Happens on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at underground sports Philadelphia. Subscribe, 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 smash that like button, ring the bell icon, comment down below your thoughts on our Nickelodeon tiers, your favorite Philadelphia uh, sports gift that you got this holiday season. Leave it down there. We'll read them on the next show. And uh, big thank you to you guys for supporting us all of 2022. Obviously we'll have one more show this year. Um, Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Get your merch, PHI Apparel Company. Go to phiapparel.co. Use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off your order. It's the best, most effective, and most direct way to support everything we're doing here. Get your merch. Rep us out in the wild. We're being repped in Oregon right now by one of our OTB listeners. That's so incredible. go get your merch. We're, we're countrywide, nationwide. We're on your side. No free ads. Uh, but Someone should be. Go get your merch at phiapparel.co. This has been episode number 493 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Patty Pitts, I'm KB. Till next time, we're getting the heck out of here. We're signing off. Peace. Hey.